0: Uh, why do we, I tell you what? Why do we set the tone for the discussion? Tone about setting. A, a handful of, of shootings across the country, among other things, uh, with Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City. Uh, clip twenty, Michael, if you'd be so kind.
1: I think social media uh, must step up. Oh, there's a corporate responsibility um, when we are watching hate brew online uh, we could identify uh, using artificial intelligence and other methods to identify those who are talking about violence and you, you know my uh, concerns around even uh, what's called drill music uh, not all drill music but those that talks about inflicting violence on rival gangs that is driving uh, some of the shooters we're seeing in the parts of the bronx
0: I don't know that term drill music. No, apparently that's a new sort of subgenre of gangsta type rap. I don't know. Hmm. I'm the last guy that would know that. But you probably uh, also you might actually be the last guy. (laughs) (laughs) He also said the scales right now are tipped very heavily in favor of the reforms of the progressive left. Well intended, some need needed, but a bit too far. And what we have as a result is this growing fear of crime, this actual growing amount of crime in almost every American city. Uh, I'm sorry, that was actually uh, former New York uh, PD Commissioner William Bratton. Um, His fellow guest, the city crime uh, police commissioner, said, can't lose sight of the victims of crime. We believe the system has to be fair and balanced. But when we lose sight of the victims, we're not doing what public safety is intended to do. Uh, So that is absolutely refreshing. Um, meanwhile, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, right outside Pittsburgh, there was a house p- party. It was almost all uh, teenagers that erupted in in gun violence and a bunch of people shot at least a couple of killed two different shootings in South Carolina. One at a mall. One. I can't remember the second one. I've got all these stories in front of me, but um, uh, let's see. Where is that? Uh, oh, and then the other one was at some sort of club. And then you have the shooting in Sacramento, California on the 3rd of April, I believe, which was at least five gun-wielding gang bangers spraying gunfire at each other. And I just wonder, when are people going to be honest? Because for a number of years, I remember the whole gang problem in L.A., uh, that was openly discussed. And that all of the violence, virtually all of the violence, was gang-related. Uh-huh. And people talked about that. They talked about, and, and see, here's this is not like angry right-wing talk radio uh, uh, jabbering. This is trying to get at the problem to, to save people's lives. The discussion in the 80s and 90s was all about, all right, what is drawing kids to, to the gangs? What role models out there? are out there that can help the kids make better decisions. How about former gang bangers who can go into the cities, talk to the kids about the value of an education? People were openly discussing the problem is the gangs and the culture of using guns to settle disputes, every dispute, uh, w- whether it be who's selling crack on this corner or just who looked at who bad. Um, but now we're having this idiotic discussion about there are too many guns, too many guns. Well, there may be too many guns, but you could give me 50 guns. I'm not going to shoot anybody.
2: So, uh, that's an interesting point, because gang talk was huge there in the um, 80s and 90s. When we Joe and I first started our radio career in the early 90s, they had quite the Crips blood problem in uh, Wichita, Kansas, actually. And gang talk was all the rage among your shooting crime stories. Why don't we do that anymore? Is it because... Gangs are primarily POC, people of color. Is that the reason that uh, we
0: stay away from it? Yeah, that's absolutely a huge, huge factor. The the woke crowd in the media that's terrified of them or or you know down with their their philosophy is not going to call it out because of that very reason. And it's it's just so ugly and stupid. I've got oh a great essay I ought to read you part of uh, from a, a young black man talking about the the terrible racism of the progressive left. And how they're just condescending and paternalistic and underestimate black people and and the rest of it. That's one aspect of the woke racism. But the other one is... You're refusing out of your own need for pride and comfort that you're so enlightened. You're refusing to diagnose problems for what they are. And if 50 more young black people die to protect your pride and protect your unwillingness to say what needs to be said, people on the walk left are fine with that. I, I don't get that. How you can shout all day about how uh, important black America is and and, and uh, how, how you're so aware of that white supremacy and the rest of it. But you don't care how many dozens of young black people die and you just uh, protect your vanity, like I said, by pretending it's the, the Second Amendment and not the culture of gun violence. Anyway, speaking of gangs and uh, L.A. in particular, uh, I did a little more digging into something we talked about last week. And that's, uh, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Before I get to that, um, newly released Gallup poll found 53% of Americans worry a great deal about crime. 53%. Add to that 27% who are worried a fair amount about crime. That gives you 80% of Americans who have a significant or serious worry about crime. I know Uh, I do. Women, women, Republicans, and city residents are the most concerned. Yeah.
2: I was in uh, San Francisco over the weekend, and uh, every time, the couple of times I parked my car... Man, I put a lot of effort in making sure sure there was nothing visible whatsoever that that would give a reason to break in and, you know, worried about where I was parked and parked at one parking garage where they had all kinds of warning signs about break-ins. And then there were a couple of homeless people living in the parking garage, and I thought, okay, cool. So the very people that are going to break in my car as soon as I walk out of this garage are allowed to stay right there. That's handy. And and you know I suppose that's urine over there.
0: Um that's pretty cool. But yeah, I worry about crime all the time. You know, it's funny in the years I've been plying my trade our trade in West Coast cities, I've gone from good god is that urine to being grateful it's only urine. <laughs> good news kids, it's only pee. <laughs> I can't and then you come back, you know, from the ballgame or whatever, and, and your car's got the broken windows, and the junkie is sitting there with your stuff, probably in his lawn chair, his tent, or whatever, visibly. And you can fight him and get it back if you want. Or you could call the cops and they'd say, be serious, dude, click. Um, <laughs> those are your only options. It's unbelievable. Yeah,
2: I saw, there, so I was on a street corner where they had a camp set up. I mean, this was lots of street corners, but one particular one, I was at a long red light. You know, one of those long red lights you get in big cities where one car gets to turn left every cycle through, <laughs> so it oh. takes like 10 minutes oh. to get through. But anyway, so I had a long time to stare at this homeless encampment and all these tents and everything I get, and there was one guy who had one of those scooters um, that uh, companies put in cities, and he had one of those scooters, and he had some tools, and he was taking it apart, and I thought... He's got a st- obviously stolen scooter because he doesn't have the right to take that apart. I'm sure stolen tools as he sits mm-hmm. in front of his stolen tent with his stolen bike and his stolen dog. And nobody cares or is doing anything about it, not to mention the fact that the the entire sidewalk area is impassable. Nobody can walk through there because it's a camp now, and it just
0: is, apparently. Sure, and there's nothing you could do about it, but primarily because of that idiotic one of the most idiotic rulings in American jurisprudence history—that Boise ruling—that you can't enforce any sort of anti-camping or sidewalk bans if there's a single junkie that doesn't have a king-sized Stearns and Foster bed to lay down in in your town. It's freaking amazing. Is that the anyway. main
2: thing? Because I thought you know it wasn't this That's way. Part tw- of it. it wasn't this way twenty years ago. It wasn't like this. So whatever changed, let's change back.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, uh, I think it will as more and more people, even, even your progressive people in your blue, blue towns are starting to say, we can't live like this. This, this didn't work. Uh, and that's one of the things Eric Adams was talking about, how progressive policies have just, they've not worked. But, uh, the, uh, what I started to say earlier was, uh, we talked last week about the, uh, The uh, what do they call them? Follow home or follow off robberies in L.A. in which gang members and they're talking about the Crips and Bloods, a little classic uh, gang stuff there. They have crews that they're sending out into L.A., uh, particularly to uh, luxury boutiques, hotels, uh, fancy restaurants, trendy nightclubs, anywhere where people with money. Uh, tend to hang out. According to Captain Jonathan who or Tippett, rather, who spearheads the task force, police have identified at least 17 gangs, most based out of South L.A. and operating independently involved. There were 165 of these robberies. Uh, last year, fifty six so far this year, so it's looking to grow a great deal. And they go into what neighborhoods uh, it is, and if you're a Los Angelino, uh, it's uh, Hollywood Division, then Wilshire Division on down. But um, here's how it works: through surveillance videos and other evidence, police have identified crews rolling three to five cars deep in some of the attacks. Gang members jump out and blindside victims. Quote, there's no chance or opportunity for these victims even to comply. They're just running up to people and attacking them, whether that's putting a gun in their face or punching them and beating on them, pistol whipping them as well. Wow. In some cases, the cops have determined that gang members are inside the high end venues. They're spotters for those outside. So they say dude in a Rolex uh, checking out right now at the hotel. Or, or, or whatever, then they alert the guys outside. Shots have been fired in 23 cases, two victims killed. Uh, said the guy who heads up LAPD's robbery homicide division. In my 34 years on the job, I've never seen anything like this.